Hi there, Phil here and welcome to a very special edition of the Raw Podcast. It's been a busy summer behind the scenes for Sunderland women. Most of you will know the background to their story by now, the Super League history and the double relegation at the hands of the FA. It's been a steady but impressive rebuild from there and ahead of their third championship campaign there have been some major changes. The squad has a very different look to it and there's a new hybrid playing model in place. So 11 days out from the start of the season, I sat down with head coach Mel Ray to get the inside track on those changes and to look ahead to the new season and outline what we can expect. So Mel, we're 11 days out from the start of the Women's Championship season. Pre-season finished a couple of days ago. Been doing this job a lot of years. No head coach is ever 100% happy as ahead of the start of the new season. But how how generally do you feel you're shaping up? Yeah, I think we're getting there. Uh, Still like a few more through the door before the window shuts and we kick off the season. But yeah, the players who we've brought in uh, are hopefully going to add some real value to the team and I think they've shown that over the last few games that we've played as well. You seem to have picked quite a tough pre-season, so you played Celtic, you played Glasgow City, who for anyone who doesn't know, they're one of the big Scottish teams, um, Nottingham Forest, Newcastle, Blackburn, so you, you seem to have deliberately picked a, a tricky schedule for the players. Yeah, I think that's the whole point of you know having a well-prepared pre-season, you don't want to go into games you know, having high score lines because for me as a coach you don't really learn a lot about your players in them kind of games uh, so up, go, always going up at Scotland is going to be tricky uh, especially against the Championship uh, the Champions League teams yeah. you know they've got a lot of experience a lot of Scottish internationals within that camp uh, the Celtic game was really competitive we should have won the game to be honest the chances that we'd created so again that was a good challenge uh, we obviously travelled to Notts Forest and had a defeat which you know, learnt a lot about the squad in terms of adversity we need to kind of overcome and uh, they're really good learners, they want to understand why, uh, they're very curious about things that we do, they ask good questions, so you know, losing games is a way to learn yeah. and we'd rather do that in pre-season than when the season starts. Uh, Glasgow, going into kind of the last week of the games was, we had Glasgow and Newcastle and then uh, we play Glasgow, Newcastle and Blackburn, Blackburn behind yeah. closed doors. So, you know, that, that week was designed to replicate the County Cup week. Yeah. When the season starts, like a three game week, some of them played three ninety minutes. Uh but against Glasgow we had to rotate the squad knowing that we wanted to put a really strong eleven out against uh, Newcastle as well in front of, you know, our home fans. So uh, yeah, been been tough pre season, been good. In terms of we learnt, we've learned a lot, we've been able to start embedding things that we want to see when the season goes ahead. Uh, so yeah, it's been, been tough, but it's certainly worthwhile. I'm contractually obliged to ask you about a Derby win, I'm afraid. <laughs> now, I know Derby's, in a way, they're sort of more for the fans, aren't they? especially the wins, but the energy of packed Appleton, huge crowd, I'm sure new players will have known that they'll have wanted to make an impression in front of new fans in a, an environment like that. That must have been a really positive experience to come out on the right yeah, side of it. It was, and it, you know, like you say, it was the first glimpse of our home supporters getting to see the new players, and 
you know, the new players that we've brought in have added real experience to the team and putting them real experienced players on the pitch in, in a game like that was really important uh, just to see if they could deliver um, and they certainly did thought we were excellent and you know watching the game back it could have been a lot more as well Just rowing back a little bit to the end of the last season this summer the, the club's obviously moved to a hybrid model so you've handed out quite a few professional contracts you've still got some part-time players I wonder if you could just give us a little bit of insight into why that was the right move for Sunderland at this time and also how that's changed things over the summer and moving into the season, how it actually changes what you're doing day to day and what the players are doing day to day as well. I think obviously with the game growing and you know, a lot of teams in our league already being professional, we were we were quite behind yeah. where other teams were. So, you know, in an ideal world, yes, we would all like to be fully professional, you know, players players included. Uh, but you know, it's a it's a gradual process process and you know, it's all about sustainability and the hybrid models allowed a lot of the players to go full-time uh, but it's also allowed a lot of them to still access every session but just not be classed as that full-time footballer mm-hmm. you know, to work around the sessions so uh, it's been really positive uh, it's worked out better than I thought it was going to mm-hmm. uh, you know we've got big numbers in, in sessions and you know it's, it feels like we've got a full-time squad at this moment in time uh, so yeah so far so good it's always a, a totally understandable. People will always say there's other professional teams in the league. Why, why can't someone be professional now? And I know that's the, the end goal, and I'm sure you would like that to be now. Can you just talk through some of the reasons why, you know, as a club, you're not quite there yet? Because one of the obvious things for, for me watching the team is you've got some really important senior players who, because of the way women's football has been over a long period of time, they've got careers that they've built, really important careers to them. And I guess. Obviously, the, the goal is for every women's footballer to be professional, but, but I suppose there's reasons why why you're not quite there yet. Yeah, I think there's probably a lot of reasons. There's probably a lot of reasons that I probably can't answer either in terms yeah. of the financial side of yeah. it, and you know, generating income and revenue in order for you know to have more money kind of on our in our pots, so to yeah. speak, to then dish out again. Uh, but like you say, like we've got certain players who add real value to the team, and we didn't want to lose them. Uh, they've still got something to give and we felt like it was important to give them the opportunity to still be part of it as well. And one of the consequences, I guess, of moving that model, there has been a lot of change over the summer. Now, that's obviously the only reason, there's different factors for every single player. But it has been um, quite a big summer in terms of turnover of players. The, The squad has a bit of a different feel to it. Were you anticipating this level of change or has some of it caught you a bit by surprise as it's gone along can you just talk me through a little bit how that process has gone over the yeah, summer I, I, we were disappointed with last season you know, yeah. in terms of how it fizzled out and where, and where we finished Like, uh, we want to win more games we want to be more competitive we want a better team and with that there is casualties You know, some people have to have to leave in order for, for new people to come in uh, that's part and parcel of football uh, some of them did hit with by surprise, like Dan Brown uh, relocating to Spain. You know that wasn't a football-based yeah. decision. Uh, thought she did really well for her last season as well. So little ones like that caught you by surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know the the players that we've brought in are, are good people. Uh, they've got good championship experience or good international experience, and we just need to give them time to settle and to develop relationships with. A teammate in order to click because, like you say, there is been a lot of changes and sometimes you need a little bit of time to gel as a team. But you know they fitted in great and you know the future looks bright. I suppose 
around maybe a month ago when sort of the first list of departures, if you like, was announced. There, there was a bit of concern for understandable reasons that, you know, you mentioned Dan Brown there, who's such a consistent performer, players like Emma Kelly, Abby Holmes. It was sort of the core of your team from last year. But talk us a little bit through sort of replacing those players and what you think you've been able to bring into the club. Because I'm sure you could understand from the outside there was a bit of anxiety when, you know, players that pe- the people are used to seeing every week depart. Yeah. But do you feel as if you've at least... Do you feel you've strengthened? Do you feel you can you can move from, or forward from here? Just talk a little bit about that sort of that process of the new players you've brought in. I definitely feel we've strengthened. Uh, anyone who you know I've brought in, uh, it has to be better than what we've already got. You know, we don't bring in mediocre players. These players can add real value to to the team and in, in, in what we're trying to achieve. Uh, quite senior players as well, which I think is really important in terms of having good leaders. I think we lacked that last season. Uh, you know, having leaders on the pitch to drive standards and, and drive the behaviours that we want to see, and, and I think all that helps with getting results. Uh, so you know, there has been a lot of change, and you know, hopefully it's for the for, for the positives. And we talk about the development of the club, professionalism, hybrid. Now, obviously, one of the reasons you want to get professionalism, and it's really important, is it opens up recruitment opportunities, doesn't it? Because for, for anyone listening who might not be aware. For quite a long time, really, you were recruiting pretty much purely from the northeast, weren't you? Because you had to recruit players who um, wanted to be in the region. Um, now, are we starting to see this summer as well that you start to get kind of new opportunities because you were able to offer these professional contracts? Players who might not have been, for example, last summer, might not have been able to recruit. Yeah, I think everyone who we've brought in uh, is from outside the region, which I think, you know, the way women's football is now and, and the level that we're at full-time opportunities are important uh, and these players have come because we're full-time you know we ain't recruiting players from outside the northeast on part-time contracts mm-hmm. that just wasn't going to happen and you know the whole reason probably for the hybrid as well is to give the opportunities to have more accommodation on site mm-hmm. or in and around to, to house more players uh, so you know, going at going at the right speed as well is important. But you know, the players that we brought in are are excited to be here. Uh, they're excited by the vision of the football club and, and what we want to achieve together. The stakes go up this year. There's two relegation spots. The championship is. I, I feel like over the last couple of years, it's been like quite a volatile division. I mean, teams sometimes can go from very strong to losing a lot of players and vice versa. Which is, I guess, some of that financials that we've talked about and that stability yeah. which can impact teams. How are you looking at the division this year? Eleven days out. Yeah, I, th- I think there's been a lot of change. I think there's been a lot of changes in managers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a lot of movement between players and different clubs. A lot of things are behind closed doors. I know our fans get frustrated when things are behind closed doors, like it was on Sunday. That wasn't our decision, but teams do that to ensure that no one knows what they're doing. Yeah. So when that first game comes around, we don't really know much about the opposition. Uh, but if we showcase and shout out everything that odd we're doing, we're just enhancing what the mm-hmm. opposition can see. Uh, so, you know, it's London City have been quiet. They've not been, you know, they've got new management. They lost a lot of players. Uh, but yeah, we'll just have to try and do some more, more digging behind the scenes and see what we can find out. But until maybe the first couple of weeks, I honestly don't know how it's going to pan out yeah. in terms of a, the a league structure. Uh, I think Charlton and Birmingham look strong and, and should probably up there, be up there come the end of the season if I was to 
take a punt. Mm-hmm. Uh, haven't lost many players and have obviously improved their squad. So you know, we'll just have to see how it goes. But we're we're hoping to be a lot more competitive this season than when we were last for sure. When we talk about it, I know it's difficult to publicly talk about expectations and, and a lot of that is kept internally for obvious reasons. But when you look ahead to this season, is consolidating again in this division the aim or are you genuinely internally hoping that with the signings you've made you can push on a little bit further? I'd like to think we can push on. Uh, absolutely, we don't want to be in a relegation fight. Uh, but again, we just have to wait and see how the, how the league pans out. And you know, It's important that we get off to a good start. Uh, every fixture is going to be difficult. We've got a lot of travelling to do. I think we've got eight away away trips, uh, overnight stops, which is a lot. But hopefully now with the model that we've got, we can support the players better, and they're not going to be as fatigued going into games than what they were last season. And one of the things that you know, even people who don't follow the team really closely or follow the club really closely will know that something always has managed to produce really strong young players and. We talked a bit about the changes over the summer. Obviously, some players who have left, I'm sure some of those will have been disappointed for the club, but you have managed to retain some really exciting young talent who will be a year down the line as well. So thinking, obviously, of players like Katie Watson, who we saw sort of burst onto the scene last year, show incredible talent, and hopefully now she'll be stronger for what was a lot of positives last year, but also for the team, quite a difficult year as well. Yeah, they've got a year's experience under the belt, and I think that's priceless at that age, you know. Uh, they're still not 18, they're still only 17 going into the second season in the Championship, which not a lot of young players can say that. Uh, and with that becomes more expectation. You know, they need to uh, be able to fight to get into the starting 11. But everyone wants to play, which is great. And that's that's a headache for me to try and select the best team for that, for that week. Uh, but, you know, it's important that we still nurture them, we still manage their load. You know, they are really young players. and we get that physical profile higher so they become more robust and, and they don't break at a young age. And I'm sure they'll have international camps along the along the course of the season, which again will add value to what they're doing and add more experience to their ball. One of the first things you said to me when you sat down was you're not quite there yet. You still want to get some more through the door. Where, where do you feel that you're at with you in terms of your squad depth and, and how sort of hopeful are you that you'll maybe have some reinforcements before the start of the season? Yeah, I'd like a couple more through the door to be honest. We've had lots of conversations with lots and lots of players over the course of the season. Obviously you've seen some come through the door, some didn't come through the door mm-hmm. and, that, and that's football but it's certainly been a busy summer. Uh, but like you say, no manager's ever fully happy with yeah. with, a, with a squad so you know, if we can get a couple more in, I just think it provides that extra depth and that extra competition for players. One of the things I wanted to touch on was one of the watching pre-season sort of externally. One of the best things was to see Kira Ramshaw back on the pitch. Obviously, probably overuse the word legend in football, but I think in Kira's case, it's it's absolutely right, isn't it? What she's been through at the club and how big is it, not just on the pitch but off the pitch as well, to have have Kira back involved because she had a really tough year last year, didn't she? Yeah, she had a horrific season to be honest, with two ruptured ankle ligaments, had them reattached and. Uh, to be honest, she's still quite not there yeah. in terms of where she where she thinks she should be and where we think she should be. Uh, so she's kind of like fighting to to get a physical, you know, fitness back. And mm-hmm. that obviously, when you've been out for so long, that match sharpness is so important as well. So we'll continue to kind of look after her and and give her the exposure. She's doing everything in training, but she still gets a little bit of pain. Uh, through our angle so we just need to be careful there as well Is someone like Kira important when we talk about bringing in a lot of players 
um, and most of the places some have come in from outside the region does, does it help you having someone like here and trying to sort of what am I trying to say if, you know <laughs> give that impression of what Sunderland is and foster that identity a bit and, and sort of bring that bring that group together because that must be one of the biggest cha- challenges when you have so much change is, yeah. is trying to get that team spirit together and build that sort of togetherness ahead of the season yeah. I think it's important you don't lose your identity mm-hmm. in terms of you know what is Sunderland you know what does it mean to be a Sunderland player and Kira kind of epitomises that. Uh, she's our leader. She's the, she's the team captain, uh, and being in and around the new players and, and showing them the ropes and telling them how it is. And you know, she's she's been terrific. She's always been present off the pitch, even when she was injured. And everyone's kind of been looking after her as well, which is nice. And uh, you know, we just hope we can get her back to to the levels that is required to play in the championship. Yeah, you and Kira have a long history with this club now through some unbelievable lows and some huge highs recently as well I just want to end really by getting your reflections on the journey you've had with the club and, and where you place things now obviously everybody wants more everyone wants to be further down the line I know how ambitious you are you want to be a Super League manager and, and you want this club to be right up there I just want to get your general reflections on and where you where you place the club at the moment yeah, I'm, I'm excited to you know to take the club into another championship season in terms of Having fully professional players at my disposal or disposal, uh, I'm excited to see how much more we can compete, mm-hmm. how, how closer we can get to the teams that are fully professional. You know, is there a bigger difference still? Do we still need to push that a little bit harder? Uh, like you say, we, you know, we've all got personal ambitions, and you know, I would love nothing more than taking this team up into the into the Super League. Are we are we there yet? Probably not. Yeah. Uh, could it happen over? course of time absolutely uh, so you know, yeah we're just trying to make sure things are in place for for us to get there eventually yeah and for anyone listening who's maybe not seen a huge amount of, of some women and thinking about maybe coming down watching a game what would you say to them about what they can expect from from your team and, and what you're hoping to to offer this season and obviously putting into context what we've talked about this is a journey with this club and that there are some teams who are probably slightly further ahead with, with budget and professionalism and things like that what, how would you outline what you're hoping to, to, to put out there this year? I think you're going to see a really close-knit group of players who have got each other's backs uh, more than anything now uh, they're really together and I hope that you can see that through their performances uh, they want to win they're hungry to win we're going to play to win uh, and you know they've got that they've got that fight in in determination, I see it every day that they're in here, uh, and they'll not stand for anything else. So, hopefully, they can see lots of wins at Everton, and they can, you know, follow it like they do far away when we go away. There's still red and white shirts in the stands, and you know, we need them. We need the fans at Everton. You've seen it on Wednesday when we played Newcastle. The, the team thrive on playing in front of an audience. So, the more fans we can get at Everton, uh, the better. Eleven days out. Nervous, excited, both. Confident, anxious. I'm excited. Uh, you know, we're, we're done with the games now, but we've got two weeks to prepare the team. Uh, we're taking them away this weekend on a team build, so that'll be fun in games. And then we prepare for London City the following week. So keep taking them over this week. Uh, it's a bit of a deload week this week until we spike back up again next week. So a lot of reflections, uh, a lot of chance to sit down and have one-to-ones with players and lay out the expectations and how pre-season's gone for them and and as a team and then you know be ready to go for for the following Sunday well Mel very best of luck thank you very much